0: Hello and welcome to another episode of All the F's with me, Bex. Now, you might have been expected to chew in the fruit with jewels. We did record one, it was excellent as always, <laughs> but we did it live on Instagram. So, if you have got Instagram and you want to hear us two nattering, you can pop your earphones in and head over to my grid to see it at Transfigure Fitness. But I'm going solo on here because the sound quality for a podcast wasn't ideal. And I am all about your listening pleasure. So I thought I'll jump on, do a quick one that kind of goes over the stuff we chatted about anyway, which was sayings in the fitness industry and fat loss industry that do more harm than good. So kind of out there as motivation but could be really demotivating and at times even dangerous. So I thought I'd jump on here because I know some of you will actually genuinely miss me if I'm not in your ears on a Sunday. Um, I, I can't say that with a straight face, but I thought I'd pop on anyway. But like I say, the full pod is on Instagram. It was done live on Thursday, so you can catch it on the grid. But I'm going to talk about the three main sayings that I brought to the pod what they are, what they actually mean and why I am not a fan of them. The first one is that sweat is just fat crying. So you might have seen it on a quote, usually with some like bodybuilder in a bra Um, and it suggests that to burn fat, to be in a calorie deficit, to change your body composition that you need to be sweating that's kind of the narrative of it, so sweat is just fat crying, no, sweat is your body's way of cooling down, it is simply your thermostat, that's as far as it goes, so the more you sweat, the hotter you are, does not mean that you're burning more calories, does not mean that you're working harder, loads of things impact our level of sweat, things like hormones, so your time of the month. But also, some people are just a bit sweatier than others. Also, things like our hydration levels are going to impact how much we sweat. Um, so it really is a, just a case of it's your thermostat. It's just heat. It's your body's way of cooling down. So if you thought that sweating means that you're burning more calories, dismiss that. It doesn't. You don't need to stick a bin bag on under your T-shirt when you go for a run, like my dad used to do back in the day just see it as your body's way of chilling you out, especially if you're mid-workout or you are due on your period and trying to work out. So yeah, that's the first one. Not necessarily dangerous, just a bit stupid and I think gives out kind of false information. So worth knowing. Um, I also wanted to add in, I mentioned this on the live, that we're often significantly lighter after we've just worked out That is not losing body fat. We can't lose body fat within an hour. For instance, the other day, our James went on the spin bike. As a little experiment, he weighed himself. Went on the spin bike for 45 minutes. Was super, super sweaty. And when he came off, he weighed 0.6 kilos lighter, which is over a pound. So all you slaves to the scales who absolutely buzz your nicks off every time a pound drops down on the scales, or goes up on the scales, that is literally water, sweat. That's his hydration levels. So just a reminder, I mean, if you follow me, if you're a client of mine, you know, we don't pay too much attention to scales anyway, especially short term, like day to day, week to week. Um, but that's just a reminder that literally things like your hydration, and how much you've sweated are going to impact weight on scales. So that's the first one that I am not a fan of. I mean, there's a few. I have only picked three here, but when I think about it, I'm like, God, I could ramble on forever. But my next one that I think can be quite dangerous, although I know that sounds dramatic, but hear me out, is pain is weakness leaving the body. Now, I've had multiple conversations throughout my coaching career, one in the last week that sort of pinned this up to me, you know, where I was like, right, I'll talk about this one, where somebody said to me, or I hurt my back, should have just pushed through anyway, and should have just trained through anyway. Now, pain is weakness leaving the body. What a stupid quote. Pain is your body's alarm system. So it's your body's way of telling you that something is wrong and that you need to change it. Now, the confusion comes in, in my experience, when people um, don't really get to grips with the difference between pain as in acute pain sharp pain and discomfort so for instance if we're going really hard in cardio it's not comfortable you know our lungs are burning our body's burning there's lactic acid in there the same with lifting weights if we're training at our full intensity if our goal is to build muscle or get strong and we're lifting to failure we've got to really challenge our muscles we are going to be in temporary discomfort, but it's not pain. It's not a cue. It should stop the second we stop doing whatever it is. So, for instance, if I'm doing a quad extension, I say that because that is one of my least favourites, the burn in your thigh um, on a leg day, and it's absolutely killing where I'm swearing and screaming. The second I get out of that machine, the pain goes. It's just a buildup of lactic acid. So, hopefully, that helps you kind of determine between pain and discomfort. So please know that pain is your body's stress signal. It's an alert. We have developed this busy, crazy life where we do things like live our lives based on quotes, flying around, and we've stopped being in tune with our bodies and our body's signals. So a lot of us don't listen to our body if it's telling us we're hungry or full. We just do it based on kind of habit. Not listening if it tells us it needs to slow down, if we need rest, if we're feeling stressed and we need to manage it. And it's the same with ignoring pain signals. That means that something is wrong and that we need to change it and address it. So that was kind of my second one that I really wasn't a fan of. Um, I think one that is really quite shitty, and me and Jules were saying a lot of these seem to be aimed at women, um, and a lot of them seem to come from a place of shame, embarrassment, guilt, so we should be ashamed of like our body, or how we're using our time, or compare ourselves to other people, so this one is we've all got the same 24 hours in a day, or we've all got the same 24 hours as Beyonce. Now, when I was in my 20s and I had no responsibilities, um, I was footloose and fancy free. So I didn't have kids, I didn't have a mortgage. And the only thing I had to do was go to work, go to the gym and do my own little shopping in my own little bit of the fridge. That was my only job when I was like 20. So maybe then I'd have liked that post and said, yeah, we've all got the same 24 hours in a day. Let's fast forward a decade and a bit more, let's be honest. Um, You know, I've got a very busy job. I've got a lot of people depending on me, reliable to a lot of people. Um, I've got two stepchildren, both teenagers. I've got a husband, two dogs, elderly relatives to care for. Not really the same, is it, as when I was 20 and I thought I had the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. So that one annoys me because it's all about comparison and it ends up being demotivating because if we do compare ourselves to other people, it's like, oh shit, we're not reaching our full potential or we're not doing as much as we could do, when in reality our circumstances might be very, very different. So yeah, I think we can all manage our time better. Most of the women who come to me for coaching need to reprioritise, need to set boundaries in order to make time for things like exercising, food prep, downtime to look after your mental health. But ultimately, we haven't got the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. We haven't got chefs and PTs and nannies, and people following us around to get us our Starbucks, blah, blah, blah. So they were kind of my main three that I was like, nah, they get on my nerves. There was plenty more that me and Jules chatted about. I'm sure you've got plenty more, maybe even saved in your phone, or in the days of Pinterest, they were like everywhere. My top tip, we said this on our live together, A lot of these quotes come from a place of shame. They try and shame you into changing, shame you into doing something. Long-term change never came from a negative headspace. It comes from a place where we want to improve what we've got from a place of love and care for ourselves, for other people. It doesn't come from being shamed into it. If we've got fat to lose, if we want to get fitter. So these quotes aren't going to be helpful if they sit with you in kind of a negative, icky way. If you feel a bit icky when you've read them, if you feel a bit embarrassed when you've read them, they're not going to do you any favours. So my top tip is to unfollow any accounts that make you feel like that. Don't get involved. Don't be saving those things to your wallpaper, your phone. If they come from a place of, oh, we want to feel motivated from a positive space. So just a quick one, like I say, I jumped on just because I didn't want to let anybody down who jumps on on a Sunday religiously kind of waiting for these. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to listen to the full pod with better quality sound um, with me and Jules, that's over on Instagram and I will speak to you all next week.